Before we get with our regularly scheduled podcast, I just wanted to thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Sunrise Life podcast. I am so grateful every time somebody comments or sends me a DM saying that they love the show. If you would like to help other people find out about the Sunrise Life podcast, it would be immensely helpful if you could subscribe on whatever platform that you regularly listen to Sunrise Life on. And if you could leave a rating, that would make me smile so hard. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening, and here's back to your regularly scheduled show. Welcome to Sunrise Live, the podcast where we have conversations with freelance models. Today, I have Aurora, whose Instagram handle is Poetic Minx on the line. Say hello. Hi there. So happy that you had the time to do the podcast today. I know that we've been chasing each other around for the last couple of months, but I'm so happy that we finally are making it happen. Me too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I apologize. No, totally. It's all good. Modeling is um, so all-consuming and also life on the side. But yeah, here we are. Yes. And you travel a lot. I think the first time we were talking about doing this you were in Jamaica and now you're somewhere completely on the other side of the world. Is that right? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I feel it's like fairly normal. I know models who like bounce around as much as me. So whether it's just like more international or more domestic, I don't know if it really is like much of a difference apart from like, yeah, climate and stuff. Yeah. I was in Jamaica for a holiday between my Canada and U.S. tour. Cool. And now I'm in Australia. Awesome. I love Australia. What part of Australia are you in right now? I'm in Sydney. Amazing. It's been a few years since I've been there. And I I have done a bit of international traveling, but since the pandemic, I personally have mostly just been mostly in the United States. Well, I was actually born here, but yeah, for a model to come here, it's, yeah, I don't sound it because my parents are Polish. And um, basically, they, we left when I was six years old. So I wasn't very happy about it. We went to Poland, but my heart is always here. And uh, yeah, for any model coming here, I think it's amazing because you get those photographers who take you to amazing locations. Like I love beach shoots. So Mm -hmm. yesterday I went to a really beautiful beach down in Cronulla. Maybe, maybe you've been there too. It's like south of Sydney. Oh gosh, it's been since 2019 yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah. I know there's a nice beach called La Perouse that has cool rocks oh, that everybody shoots at. Yes, and Cape Banks, everyone goes there. Yeah, so it's not like we're exposing yeah, the secret. Yeah, I think the first time I got to know about you was uh, because I was living here studying and Tim, Tim Bradshaw, he uh-huh. put a photo of you. And that's, yeah, oh. that's how I got to know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so nice. I love Tim Bradshaw. One of the nicest. Next time I see him. Yes. You know, honestly, some of the nicest photographers I think that I ever worked with were in Australia. Really? And people just seem so, I mean, there's a lot of nice people everywhere, but I think that there was a higher percentage of just really nice, like enthusiastic, creative, like Mm. personable people that I worked with in Australia. Well, Australians have a reputation of being fairly laid back and friendly, I suppose. Yeah, but I, I, I found I Americans as well, like quite friendly. Yeah, there are definitely lots of really nice people in the United States. And for myself, obviously, the United States has mostly been where I have traveled around for shoots. 
And so I have met a lot of really nice people, but I, because most of my experiences here, I've also had the whole wide range of interesting types of people. Yes. Interesting in a good and bad way, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say most people are nice, but I do occasionally encounter, you know, a weirdo here and there. And yes, I think that the 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 weird stories are the ones that stick in people's memories most often. So a lot of people think all of these photographers are just weirdos, but no, it's not true. A lot of them are really super nice, but. If you tell somebody a story, you're like, I had a photo shoot and the photographer was really nice. It's not as memorable, you know, of a story, yeah, I suppose. People remember the negative things, of course. But yeah. I, I think it's also like the industry, you know, like even apart from freelance modeling, before I entered the freelance world, there was this like, you know, I'm actually not quite sure, but I think there was like, you know, this thing where like, yeah, photographer, a photographer can be like a, a little bit like a predator and models like. Yeah, things are happening to the model. Yeah, yeah, like and, in the, and in a lot the of, agency world. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say a lot of people assume that it's just the the newbie GWC photographers that are possibly predatory, mm. but there are a lot of famous professionals that are as well. Exactly, that's the thing. Like you can never exactly like filter out everyone. I think like already in the pre communication, you can maybe identify gosh i don't know 70 80% of people who are a little bit strange or might not be so pleasant to work with yeah but of course there's like the famous guys that they t can take beautiful photos um uh, but yeah they can be they can be weird <laughs> in some way or even dangerous yeah so, yeah i've experienced it as well but i think it's really good i love our little community of like model groups And that is so mm -hmm. helpful, you know, because we can talk about experiences and protect each other. It's so important. Yes. And I have really been loving that the industry has moved in this direction where models are happy to help each other and participate in group chats on Instagram and Facebook and everything. And when I started, it was not like that. It was very competitive and people didn't want to share information. But I'm really happy that social media has been able to change that. Yes. However, I mean, I haven't encountered that personally myself, maybe once, but there is, I heard from other people, you, can, you also have to be wary with some models who might be like jealous of you or whatnot, and uh, they will tell you something that is not true about a photographer. Have you ever encountered any? Actually, sorry, I did have a situation like that. Yeah. Uh, the guy was, I asked about one guy who wanted to take me like to Croatia for like, a few days or whatever and well that's like i didn't know him before so i messaged one model hey how is this guy and she said yeah totally cool and when i met her like later we actually didn't get to go to croatia because the photographer was sick or whatever and she said oh yeah like you know actually like i wouldn't recommend shooting with him because i think he just wants like a girlfriend basically i was like hey why didn't you tell me this before so uh, <laughs> there's also situations where it, like you know like i would like to know that before not now when i'm deciding to go with someone so i mean most models are of course like you know we care about each other like we all want to protect each other but i think there's also like you need to be aware there will be some models who might be I don't, I don't know, for whatever reason, they might not say the entire truth. Or maybe they're also 
scared or like feeling sorry what's the word on um, my morning my morning brain mm -hmm. they feel ashamed for whatever experience they had yeah that might be true also i find that some people have a higher tolerance for like weird behavior mm. than others so for for me when i first started modeling I was a lot more like relaxed about people like saying inappropriate things or making inappropriate jokes or like kind of being pushy yes. with my posing because I didn't know Absolutely. really that mm -hmm. that was not cool. And I would give positive references for photographers to other models that, you know, really didn't want to accept that kind of behavior. And they would come back to me and go, hey, I thought you said this was a nice photographer and he tried this with me or he said this weird thing mm. or he tried to touch my butt and i would be like yeah sorry he did that to me too but i just let it happen but over time i i decided that that behavior wasn't something i was comfortable with either i think just mm. feelings change and boundaries change because you kind of have more and more experiences with people that try to do that kind of things that are are you know, negative, and it makes me steer away from people who have that kind of behavior. But it was a learning experience, though. Well, that's the problem because, like, when you start, you're usually, usually quite young. And I wouldn't say I was naive, I was naive in some ways. No, I would, I would just actually say I'm, I was in not experienced, and like, there's no like guidebook to modeling, like, starting modeling 001, like, this is how it should be. Uh, I think actually it's a good idea to make some kind of like course for photographers and maybe models like, you know, if they want to do photography modeling to maybe like have a little like guidebook or something, I don't know, like, yeah, but like, you know, like it's probably unrealistic, like it's totally unrealistic to do this. But yeah, I feel I was, I definitely had situations where like, I was like, why the hell did I do that and accept that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it like, I can think of this like scene I saw when I was like a little girl and it was on a TV and it was a scene from like a photo shoot. And like the model was posing away and the, the photographer's like, yeah, it's sexy, you're a sexy baby. So like, you know, I don't like when photographers say that's hot, that's sexy. I mean, unless I really know them and they're friends, that's cool. But I feel like maybe comments about like my body, I don't, I don't really like that. It's, it's also different when they say you've got beautiful eyes, that's fine. But when they comment on the body, it's kind of like, I mean, I know I'm a model, I, I will get objectified. We can't avoid that. That's what we're getting into. Yeah. But still, there needs to be a level of professionalism maintained throughout the photo shoots for me anyway, right. and probably most models. Yeah, because the way some people say it, it makes you think that if they're complimenting like your your boobs or something like that, you might think that they're trying to make a pass at you and that this is they're yes. going to try to make it into more <laughs> than just a photo shoot. And, and it, it puts you on guard. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the thing. And people might have like those photographers I met and I'm almost 100% sure they just want it to be nice, but they just don't know any better. And like, it's a bit, oh, I struggle with explaining to them, like, you oh, know, using the word tits or ass. I'm like, I yeah. would prefer if you say breasts or my derriere or back or whatever. And some, I hate that it's such an awkward experience for me to say that, but I feel now these days I need to because it's also for the if I don't say anything I feel crap about myself after I feel like yeah. I'm like weak 
And it's also for the benefit of other models they'll be working with, you know, in the future. Yeah, that's really true. And there's definitely different like parts of the world where photographers are more or less respectful or tactful. And I find that like certain areas like New Jersey, for example, I think has the most mm. crass photographers. I don't know if you've ever been there. Really? Not everybody in New Jersey. Yes. I'm not saying everybody <laughs> in New Jersey, but that has been the most like crude use of language referring to my body parts has been in that area of the world. And what do you do? Like, what's your approach on that? If somebody says something inappropriate, like re referring to my body at a shoot, or just you saying know, the word tits, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like you said, if I'm already like on a friendly basis with them, like I, mm. I, I understand they're not like making a pass at me. Maybe they're trying to be funny. But if it's like our first yeah. shoot, I've never met them before, and they're saying stuff like "Let me see your tits" or whatever, then. I would probably say, and this doesn't happen to me very often now because most people now that I work with, I've already worked with, but if somebody were to say something that made me uncomfortable, I would probably say, I'd probably at first try to politely say, could you say it this way instead? Like, could you say breasts instead of tits or something like that? And then if they continued, right. I would probably become a little bit more and more rigid and firm with them. And it probably wouldn't be a good shoot if they decided not to, you know, change their tone and be a little bit more professional or respectful. But, but there have been people... Did you have a situation like that? Let's see. There, I had a situation where... I actually had a situation where there was a photographer that I worked with a bunch of times over several years. And then one day he got weird on me and he acted differently than in previous shoots. I was posing for him and he asked me, you know, how many years have we been shooting together, Christy? And I was like, I think this is our fourth year of shooting. And he was like, wow, four years is a long time, isn't it? And mind you, I'm posing really close to him. He's like a foot away from me uh -huh. and he's shooting like open leg okay. photos. And he, and he says, isn't it about time yeah. that you let me lick that pussy? And I was like, <gasps> you kidding? I was like, wow. I was very shocked. And I was in a very literally vulnerable position and situation because he had picked me up and taken me to the studio. So I didn't have a car there. So I felt like I had to not be completely, you know, yes. Mm -hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? I, I had to be defending myself, but not in a super defensive way because I didn't want yes. to get stranded and I still needed to get paid at the end of the shoot. So I was like, no, that makes me very uncomfortable that you would even suggest that. But he did do and say a few more things that were really like, uncomfortable the rest of the shoot and I had to just continue to say you're making me feel very uncomfortable right now and then he would back off and then we'd like take a short break and then we kept shooting though for the full four hours so it was just a really wow. tense shoot and I never worked with him again which was really weird because he used to hire me for a four-hour shoot at least twice a year and it ruined the shooting relationship. And now I, I tell people that story when they ask me for a reference about him. So I suppose you don't shoot with him anymore. Nope, nope. It's been so years. Okay. Um, but then there are times where somebody said something that made me uncomfortable. Like when I was new to shooting, I remember a photographer asked me if I wanted to go to like a, 
a party after the shoot. And this is before we even shot. And I was like, I don't think I want to go to a party with you. I've never met you before. Like I was only 19. And, um, and I wouldn't say that that's something that like comes up normally, but like it made Mm -hmm. me feel uncomfortable just that they were, it felt like they were asking me out. And then they actually turned out to be really nice and cool. And I'm still friends with them now. And maybe I would go, you know, today, even though I don't really mm. party, but there, it just really depends. Like you want to know who you're dealing with and what their intentions are. Yeah. 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 So just something stuck in my mind when you said I needed to get paid at the end of a photo shoot. I mean, I know mm-hmm. you're still like kind of stranded there, but I'm actually thinking of introducing that a little clause to get paid upfront when I arrive at a photo shoot. And I know some models who do that because if anything uncomfortable, situ- uh, anything uncomfortable happens, you can just leave. Well, unless you're like in the middle of nowhere, of course, but right. I think some photographers do that themselves. Like, I think it's just, uh, they're nice and they want to make you feel like respected and safe but I think it's a good idea like uh, just don't know like if photographers actually like I don't know how is it with with you and your website do you get them to like read your booking like if it's someone new do you get them to like read your page and say like I agree or do you have like a tick box how do you do it because it's just interesting for me because everyone does it differently and I'm yeah. wondering what's the best way because some people always be like, oh, you've got so many terms and conditions. Like, I'm like, yeah, because I need to. Otherwise, like, I just deal with, like, shit situations on and off. And yeah, uh, you know, I want to avoid it. This is a really interesting topic. And I have talked to this with some other models, too. But personally, for me, I don't have like a part of my website that has a bunch of terms on it. Um, right. Personally, I if I feel like I'm not sure how this person is going to behave, especially if I've never worked with them before, and I'm chatting with them over email or on Instagram messenger, I'll just like type out like my cancellation policy and, and let them know if you have to cancel, these are my terms. Uh, do you agree to this? And most people are like, yeah, that's fine. And for everything else, as far as like behavior and everything, I I do try to tell them in advance that I'm going to plan on showing up 10 minutes before our shoot time. I'm going to be prepared with these outfits and this makeup ready to go. So I I try to present myself professionally over messenger Mm -hmm. with them so that they feel like we're still having a conversation and as far as my expectations of how they're going to behave, I, <laughs> this might not be the best way to go, but I just assume that it's implied that they are going to mm. treat me professionally. And oftentimes, if I am having a conversation like this and I suggest my cancellation policy or I mention, you know, the things that I'm going to do to prepare for the shoot and they just stop responding to me, that usually means that they were probably not going to treat me respectfully and I'm not even going to pursue confirming the shoot with them and I just let it go stale. Yeah, 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 sure. Wow. Hey, interesting. But do you, do you still get like unprofessional situations where people just like ghost you or whatever, yeah. okay, the remaining fee or whatnot? Occasionally I do. I try to like to... I try to manage every dynamic with me and the photographer like I try to meet them at their level. And if, if their level is not going to be, you know, professional enough, or if they can't commit, you know, I'll suggest putting a deposit down or I have been ghosted. Like recently there's this photographer that I worked with a handful of times 
and he was always on time and everything. And then the last time we were supposed to shoot together, we had a shoot the following morning and all day he wasn't responding to my messages the day before. And I was like, are we confirmed? I need an address. He hadn't given me an address or what time to meet him. And he didn't get back to me until 10 p.m. the night before I was supposed to be there in the morning. And he said, I'm sorry, I've been sick today. And, and I was hoping that I was going to get over my sickness, but I'm going to have to cancel for tomorrow. And I was like, but you didn't tell me this before. Normally in this situation, I would demand a 100% cancellation fee. Hello? Yeah. Sorry, I, it cut me off for about like 10 seconds. Last really? Thing I heard was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my like little alarm that some app went off. Anyway, so I heard that he messaged you at 10 p.m. or something like that? Yes, he messaged me at 10 p.m. to say that he was sick and that he couldn't continue with the shoot the following morning. And I said, wow, yeah. like you could have told me in advance when I messaged you this morning and, and all the other times I was trying to get a hold of you that you were sick. But even so, I, mm. I would normally require a 100% cancellation fee for canceling the day before because this is just not cool, you know? Yeah. And he yeah, yeah, never yeah. replied. He never sent me a cancellation fee, but he's still posting photos of me. And in the captions, he's saying how much he likes working with me. And I'm like, dude, like what? you gotta, you gotta make this right. You know, I, I have, I'm, I could be aggressive and be like, Hey man, where's that hundred percent cancellation fee? But in my experience, it's I'd rather just wait for them to want to work with me again and then tell them they yes. have to pay me up front instead of waiting for them to possibly cancel on me again. I, I would say I have a burn me once policy where if you cancel mm -hmm. on me in advance, I'll ask for the cancellation deposit. And if if they don't you know, follow through with that, then they're going to have to pay 100% up front the next time they want to shoot. Yeah, it's weird though, because occasionally I get some people who are like, wow, you're amazing. I love your work. Like, Aurora, you're my star. And, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, you know, some shit happens. And I'm like, well, how can you like me so much if you show me absolutely no respect in other areas? Like yeah. The main areas, the working area. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. Like, yeah. And in the end, the way that I've kind of had to justify all of this, not that being ghosted is justified, but this is how I suppose maybe rationalize is a better word. It's that our job, our careers, like our full-time income is mostly a hobby, like a part-time hobby mm -hmm. for a lot of these photographers that are hiring us. So naturally they don't take it as seriously as we do. But they should, I think. They, they know should. I, yeah, like I know. I feel like, <laughs> like they see what's happening, how much we travel and whatnot. Like, I think maybe they just avoid having that awareness, perhaps. Yeah. I have so many questions that I want to ask you because I okay. looked at a bunch no. of your stuff. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, I do want to first ask you something that I ask everybody on the show. And I call it the photo shoot fail of the week. Can you describe an experience where you had a photo shoot that was crazy? It could either be funny crazy or weird or even bad crazy. Well, what's one of your crazy photo shoot stories? Yeah, I was thinking about this question when you first sent it to me. And I was like, 
gosh, there's so many like weird or funny ones, but like I just kind of it was very difficult to remember them. But I will say probably the craziest thing that happened to me in general is I almost died at a photo photo shoot. It was pretty crazy to almost die. It was actually here in Sydney, like many years ago. It was with Tim, but like maybe don't put that on the on the show sorry and it's between us okay Tim had had nothing to do with this it was anyway how it happened was it was we had a duo shoot at i think it was actually cape banks or la perouse or somewhere in that area and that model she is i'm still surprised she's alive to be honest because she climbs and like she does poses that are very dangerous i've seen i work with her before and photographers are terrified sometimes like don't go there she's like nah we gotta get this shot <laughs> anyhow there was like a little pole like on on a cliff i think it was a cliff i still have the photo when like <laughs> anyway the sea was like super calm and it's like i'm gonna go there and pose so i'm like well i'm not gonna be any worse so of course i follow her and the photographer is like, no, don't go there. It could be dangerous. Don't go all that way. And well, we went and t- taking photos, taking photos away, posing away. And then like out of nowhere, a big freak wave came. And yeah, when I look at the photo now, like it barely like splashed her, but like all the, all the momentum of the wave, like just crashed on me. And mm. I ended up, gosh, I don't know, like 10, 15 meters, like forward and like I almost like slipped on this rock uh, to the sea yeah so basically like I was in shock like you know I don't know if you've ever had a situation like that but I was in shock and I didn't feel any pain like I just got up and my friend's like oh my god are you all right I'm like yeah yeah I'm fine and then like see like my my leg my my thigh was like ripped to the meat (laughs) from (gasps) from this uh, from the stones sorry from the rock and I, if I slipped down, like I would probably either drown because the waves were like, you know, so, so crazy, or I would just get smashed against the rock. So I was like super lucky to end up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably like, I think losing, almost losing your life is pretty crazy. Oh my God. That's <laughs> insane. Wow. You're lucky that yeah, you didn't yeah, get yeah. Like, sucked out to sea. Yes. Yes. My parents later, like, because I made a post about it. And I forgot, like, I mean, I don't know if I would tell my parents because they would just be like, there's another reason why I shouldn't be modeling. <laughs> but they were absolutely worried about me. Like, see, you have to be more careful. You're so irresponsible. And like, after that experience, I had a bit of a phobia, which is like obsession about death in not very positive ways because it kind of, well, I became like, frightful of flying for example flying on planes before i love flying i even love the turbulence before and until today i still have like it's much less but i still have a little fear of being in the air and like i remember like i don't know some months after the experience i was going to europe and i was working i think i was working with thomas hall but it doesn't matter who it is it's just that he he brought this ladder and he's like, oh, can you go step on the ladder? Like, and it was like, I'm like, I'm kind of scared to go <laughs> climb that ladder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really affect me like as much now. It was like, God, I don't know, seven years ago, probably or something. But yeah, that's that's my story. <laughs> wow. So so it's like you feel like you were so close to possibly dying that 
you got yeah, lucky yeah. to survive and anything else that was a possible death threat you just didn't want to get close to yes exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and fear of heights is another thing like I don't know if I really have it, but like I didn't have it before. I'm a little bit frightful when I'm somewhere up high or like yeah, in a plane. But also at the same time, I just did like climbing in Spain five months ago or so, and I was fine. So maybe I am fine. I don't know. Yeah, I understand that, and I've I've had the same kind of dynamic too, like with my fear of death or my fear of mm-hmm. traveling to certain parts of the world. For me. It was when I got into the relationship that I'm in now, and it's a really good, positive, healthy relationship. The first, the first time I traveled to Colombia, like shortly after I got into this new relationship, something happened where there was like a protest in the streets when we were in Colombia, and there was like tear gas and like you know soldiers running around, and I'm in a taxi cab in the middle of everything, and I was like, oh my god, are we gonna get out of this? And then. At that point, I was like, you know, I, I got to get home to my boyfriend. Like, I don't want to die in Colombia. <laughs> Everything yeah, was fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was a moment like that where in the past, I would have been like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to film it. But, but with my new <laughs> mindset on life, I was like, wait, no, I have to get home. I don't want to die. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, better safe than sorry, I suppose. <laughs> true that, true that. And then some photographers like, want you to risk your life while others will be understandable, you know. Yeah, like just yesterday I was at this beach. It brought me back to that moment, to this experience, because there was like quite some massive waves there. And he suggested like, can we go like do some like poses like next to like a little natural pool so to get the reflections and stuff and it wasn't like a dangerous i i I was like looked at it i thought no even if like there's a freak wave like i think we're still like pretty far but i was posing on that rock and he was taking the photos and i just kept like looking towards the sea all the time it's like are you all right and like i'm just a bit paranoid you know and like i told him before like i had this experience but mm-hmm. he was totally cool. He's like, okay, you know what? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Let's just go somewhere else. I'm like, thank you. That's but nice. Like, I felt a bit silly about it. Yeah, but the previous time the ocean was calm and you weren't expecting a rogue wave either. So I think it's understandable to be paranoid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, like later we found out also that like Paul that was on that rock, that's and it had a little chain, I believe. And that's where fishermen chained themselves to it. So they don't get swept away by the wave. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a red flag. Yeah. (laughs) So I was browsing on your Instagram and on your links in your bio and like on your highlight reel and everything. And I noticed something this morning that I hadn't realized before, but I see that you also shoot photography and you also coordinate events. Yes, correct. I want to. I want to hear more about the. Tell me about uh, the events. Well, I want to get more into the events because it's just so much. It brings me so much joy to like organize the models and bring the photographers. Normally, like I know them, but not always. Um, and it's just cool to be like in a beautiful location and yeah, meet people, you know, and like hang out with them on a little bit more, a little bit more casual basis and like laugh and like create photos. Uh, it's it's very nice. So I'm looking like in the future, I'd like to go a little bit more like global. So like meet and like organize events maybe with other models from other 
countries. I don't know exactly like what you want to know about it. So I, because I can like rave on about it forever, probably. Yeah. Have you like tell me about events that you've run in the past, and then I see that you have at least one or two coming up in the future. Like where have you gone in the past for events that you've done? And- What's your upcoming one?、Uh, last year, I did one in Poland simply because that's where I was based, and it was easy to scope the location. It was in a in a castle, beautiful castle. Ooh, awesome!、Uh, also, like m- many photographers do come to Poland. I know another model who does events there, and like all the European photographers, it's like also it's cheap. You know, Poland is cheap, so. Renting a castle is not such a big deal like it would be like I don't know in in the U.S. or whatnot.、Um, well, I, I want to go to Poland. So <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking to organize some in Australia with Australian models.、Uh, I have one in Spain coming up. It's fully booked. It just got fully booked like a week ago. So I am. Gonna try and organize like another one, and ideally, I would like to have at least like three or five more next year in different locations, if possible. But it all depends on like yeah, scheduling. If there is another coordinating model and the market, and other things as well. That's so, so is, awesome. Have you planned events? I think you planned events too, right? I have. Or, yeah. I have planned events. I used to back between 2012 and 2015. I used to host group photo shoots in Seattle every other month,、mm-hmm. and they were mostly TFP new models getting into modeling type stuff, and that was fun、okay. and it was community generating. I did organize one big artistic nude modeling event in the Seattle area, and it was fun, but. It was a multi-day event, and it was so stressful for me because、yes. it was one of those types of events where I just invited a bunch of models and had photographers paying like a small fee to get into the event, and then they had to hire models independently once they got here. And、mm-hmm. people would tell me in advance, like,、oh, I, I I just bought my flight, but I don't have very many bookings. Like, are there any more photographers joining? So I felt. Responsible for helping them get their booking, so that was fun. Everybody ended up being happy with it, but I felt like I had to make everybody happy to get there. You know what I mean? And so then later so, on, in, more recently, I do these events in underwater where there's like two models and I saw that.、Out. Yeah. I- I think you were. Were you working with a model adventurer?、Uh, we did work with her once. She wasn't、uh, one of the workshop models, but we did collaborate. Astrid and I are the models who have done a majority of the events together. Most of them, for the first couple of years, have just been me and Astrid, and we will meet up at the location before the actual event and like see if anybody else, like other models, wanted to like collaborate with me and Astrid. Before having the photographers come in for the event, and we do that mostly because we want to scout the locations to make sure that they're still a good location for, to bring the photographers to. Because nobody wants to get to the location and find out it's under construction or something like that. So, but yes, model adventurer Sierra did meet us there. And that was awesome. And we have linked up with a few other models slash photographers to scout as well. But but yeah, that's the one that I feel like having a business partner, another model that helps do it is it takes off so much stress because she does a lot of certain tasks and I do other tasks involved with like making、exactly. the whole thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you split the income, but like still, like if you you have more ability to do more events in the future, which is also more income. So everything kind of speeds up a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you I love have a business portfolio? Um, I business partner. Well, my my partner helps me a lot with cool. events, but like he's like probably gonna have another job soon. So I think yeah, I'll be. I have reached out to other models. So yeah, also models have more of like a if you if you collab with another model, she's got like her market and I've got my market. You know, my clients, totally. her clients. So it's. It brings everything together. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I love, you know, a small event is very fun. It's definitely not for everybody. Some people prefer just one-on-one, but I think that in certain situations, especially when it comes to having to purchase a flight to go to a special location, it makes more sense to get a small group of people together to, you know, break the costs down. Like everybody is basically the photographers paying to go is helping everybody spend their time like together in you know, divvy up the cost of the location and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. The way I do it now is just I set a price and evaluate, and I already set the fee for the models, so it, they don't have to like stress about like you know getting bookings and whatnot. I want to yeah. be as stress-free as possible for everyone. That's good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to like scope out the cost of everything before, and it's usually like. A two to three day kind of event, so it's like kind of like a little holiday for the photographers too. If they want to come there、uh, earlier or stay for a few days later, they can do. Yeah, depending on the budget too, of course. So yeah, that's awesome. And I find that more and more professional freelance models have been jumping on the event bandwagon and like coordinating their own events, which has been. I feel like the, in 2022 and 2023, this has really been on the rise, which is great because in the past, a lot of photographers or you know just non models that have hosted events. You know, there's always complaints on the model side because, like, if you're not running the event from the model's perspective, there's definitely some things like, you know, how is the lodging and whether or not you get breaks and how early you wake up in the morning、mm-hmm. and how late you get to go to bed at night. It really affects your performance as a model. So being able to Run the event from that with that experience in mind. You get to make sure that the models are taken care of, and you know, happy model, happy event, right? Absolutely, yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's great. So you said you're trying to expand to have even more, like three plus events in a year. Yeah, absolutely. It just depends who I link up with and how busy they are, and. On the market too, because like in Australia, I think it's possible to do it, but probably not as often as like I don't know. You have many more photographers in the U.S., for example, or in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's a better market, I believe. There, I think there's、like、a lot、Australia、of photographers. Like, yeah, go yeah. on. Sorry. I was gonna say I think there's a lot of photographers in the U.S. who still do sign up for the ones that are in Europe because. They like going over there. Exactly. Yes, I have one American photographer coming to my Spanish event. Yeah, he's from Chicago, actually. 
So that's cool. Like there's a variety of people from different countries too. And a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are photographers in the United States. So I'm curious, and I'm sure they're curious too. How often do you come through the United States? And then do you have particular cities that you like going to? Um, how often? I think in total, I've been there like four times on a modeling tour. I've been there twice in the last two years and I'm coming again in um, May next year. I'll be mainly around New York. I might do like, I will do Philadelphia. I might go to Boston. Yeah, I, I don't want to make it like a very long tour. It'll probably be like two, max three weeks. Sounds good. And so, that's a great area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna, where are you at that time? In May, I will be living in my RV in a small town in South Utah. That's my like dream place to go. And I know you scout yeah. locations too, like just amazing. Have you been there? Is there? No, but I want to go. It's on my bucket list. Oh. If you're going to be in the United States and you happen to want to head over, it's way, it's like really far away from New York, but, but just in case I'll be there. <laughs> I have a bed okay. for you how in my long? trailer. Oh, thank you so much. Is there, how long is the flight? Do you know, like more or less how many hours? To get to the town that I'm in, there's a couple different ways that you can get there. There's a major airport in Salt Lake City that you could fly into. And from there, it's a four-hour drive to get to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. But if you fly into the smaller airport, it's a little bit more expensive because it's a smaller airport. But that's only yeah, an hour yeah. and a half away from where I'm at. The smaller airport is in Moab. And I'm not going to reveal the name of the city just because like, I, yeah. it's a small yeah, town. I don't want it to get flocked by too many tourists. But it's mm -hmm. close to Moab. And that's like a lot of the most beautiful areas in Utah or in that area. So, so yeah, it's only an hour and a half from the smaller airport. But yeah, let me know if you do and end up wanting to come over and we can set it up and show you some cool stuff. Cool. Maybe because, yeah, I don't want to be too long in New York, so I could maybe venture out there. Is there a lot of photographers in Utah or coming there? Is it like May a good time? And that's to be there one of the things all? about South Utah, especially the area that I'm in, because the closest major town is Salt Lake City, and there's really not that many mm -hmm. photographers in Salt Lake City. A lot of people that want to shoot models in South Utah like you have it as a bucket list item. So for, for me, I stay in right. that area for about two months at a time. And I advertise that I know all these cool locations. I have an off-roading vehicle. If they fly there, I can like, you know, take them out for a whole day and go to a ton of amazing locations that are secluded. So I'm, I'm advertising it as an opportunity for people who have it on their bucket list to come out and create and come to the right location at the right time of day for the lighting and where they're not going to have to deal with a bunch of tourists because we're not going to national parks. We're going to like, you know, places in the middle of nowhere in like BLM land where you're not going to run into a bunch of tourists and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is May a good time to come then? I suppose. It yeah, is I would say spring, spring and fall is the best because the weather is ideal. It'll be between like mm -hmm. 70 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, oh my gosh, Celsius. That would be like 20, 23 to 30 degrees Celsius, I think. 
Am I correct on that conversion? That that's like room temperature to kind of hot. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. cool. Well, and how long is the flight from New York to Moab? From New York, I would say if you're flying from New York, if you did not have to take more than one airplane, the flight would probably be like four or five hours. But oh, you're cool. most okay, likely that's not, that's not bad. You're most likely going to have to take two airplanes, though. Right. Okay. Probably cheaper as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will think about it. We can talk about it later in the DMs, sure. Yeah, totally, we will. I want to take a short little break to tell you about Model Society. Modelsociety.com is a website dedicated to featuring figurative fine art photography for models and photographers. What makes them different than other portfolio hosting websites is that some of those other websites will still host kind of tacky photography or exploitative photos. Model Society screens all of their contributors for quality and authenticity. So you only get the best of the best on there. If you're not a photographer or model, you can still enjoy and appreciate Model Society because they also have newsletters and magazines featuring their best work and new articles each week. Check it out, modelsociety.com. I will also include a link to Model Society in the show notes. All right, now back to our show. I have another question that I wanna ask that I do ask everybody on the show. I call it the rising phoenix moment in your life. Can you describe something in your life, and it could be related to your modeling or not, where you were faced with a challenge that you had to overcome? Yeah, well, I was thinking about various things. Like, well, the first thing that comes to mind is, I'm not sure if this is actually the modeling that helped. But I think partially it helped eating disorders in the past. So like I had two eating disorders. I had bulimia oh. and I had anorexia in the past. So like I definitely have like a much more healthy body image right now. And I, I don't have, I don't have it anymore. There's still like, you know, some kind of like, let's call it demon voices in my head. Like, I shouldn't eat that. Like, why did I eat that? Blah, 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 blah. And of course you need to be like, well, a little bit, well, I feel like I need to be at least a little bit more aware what I eat and I like to eat healthy and feel good. Yeah, you are what you eat and so on. And I also like to feel fit. And so I think modeling probably had some kind of role in that but also probably like also my personal life and so on and i think confidence because like well my background and family is quite complicated in terms of well like culture because i was born here australia and i left when i was six so and then i came back to study in australia and i was back in poland for four years and hopefully now i can stay in australia but we will see about that i've got two passports it's just very different like cultures and my family and like this small town mindset in Poland you know like they got to know I started modeling as Australia and they got to know that I do modeling and yeah the, the nude modeling to the and they did an interview with me actually when I was in Australia but like some Polish newspaper local newspaper reached out to me like hey that's cool like you want to do an interview and I was so excited and you know back then i was kind of like a purist and like this whole slogan like nudity is not porn like i really wanted to push it because i felt i was attacked by my local community in poland like my friends and family 
like why is she posing nude like what oh my god and like you know so disgraceful and so on <laughs> so that kind of i don't know that had an effect to some degree but like i just learned to like not give a shit about what people think so much and i really like because I have different personalities. I used to have different personalities in Poland and Australia. I became like a close child when we came to Poland. And I was like a very happy, outgoing child before. So huh. it's kind of like, I think definitely because, you know, you're modeling. You'll be, you meet, you'll be meeting new people every day and through different experiences. You either establish boundaries and character or... Or you just, are you just like, I think, stop because it affects you negatively as, to the point where you don't want to model anymore. So I would say that, yeah, like it definitely helped me build my character and confidence and getting rid of that like quiet person. I'm actually like not a quiet person at all now, which is funny. I can resonate with a lot of that stuff, especially when it comes to being an outgoing person when you've also been kind of introverted in your past because you're right yes, like exactly when you're interacting with photographers like maybe if you were like at the club you wouldn't necessarily just strike up a conversation with a stranger and then even at photo shoots i find that sometimes like really sensitive topics like come up because you're like vulnerable and you're getting into like a, you know you're getting nude in front of somebody at a shoot and suddenly they're asking you questions or they're talking about their life or their wife or their family or their job and in a normal situation mm -hmm. you wouldn't have conversations like that but at a photo shoot when it's just you and one other person you end up having these sometimes deep conversations with people at the shoot. So it is kind of an interesting like way to be social, but I find it a little bit addicting at times. Addicting? Like what, the, the, the talking part? Sometimes, if, if it's like a good conversation that you're having with a photographer yeah. and you feel like you're connecting, you know, there's not very mm -hmm. many other social situations where you can like just kind of dive right into a conversation like that maybe not for me because normally outside of modeling i'm just at home or like by myself or just me and my boyfriend <laughs> or if oh, i'm yeah. like at a concert or something there's so many people that nobody's having deep conversations you'll have like a 30 second short conversation and then move on to some somebody else but like having a one-on-one -on -one conversation at a photo shoot with a photographer can sometimes be really connecting. And I, I haven't really found other social opportunities that are similar to that, like in other areas of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the business side of it too, as well. Like you, I mean, I know models who also like are very quiet at shoots or like photographers tell me about, oh yeah, like how is this model? Like, uh, did you have a nice shoot? Like, oh yeah, she's like nice, but like very talented, but also like very quiet. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And what I struggle with sometimes is like some models are naturally bubbly and I, I can be like that too. But when you're just like working a lot and have a lot of shoots, you get really tired and yeah. social batteries run out. 
And then totally. I feel like very stressed where there's, I feel like oh, I'm so tired, but like, I just want to focus on the posing to do the job right. But at the same time, I also like want them, you know, because many people are hobbyists. And if you like, you know, make an effort to be bubbly and like talk and so on, they'll like most likely book you again. They might book you That's again true. as well if you're just like, if you're a good poser, but That's the dilemma for me. Well, like, damn, do I just like try to pose correctly and like spend my energy on that? Or do I like kind of split my energy and do like, I don't know. I don't know if it's affecting my modeling at all. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just I'm paranoid. But I think also like arranging your tours in a way where you get time off to rest is good. Mm -hmm. But also like, yeah, you do miss out on potential income if you just like make like a more relaxed tour potentially so that is something i deal with sometimes and it does give me a little bit of a it's a it's a stress factor yeah yes it's it time or money <laughs> yeah 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 exactly i i don't want to skip over the other things that you mentioned too because i do want to thank you for being so open and vulnerable in bringing up the, the family dynamic that you had where you were interviewed in your your hometown about like your modeling and you were I guess you know put on the spot and you were sticking up for mm. yourself and for the art of being a nude model so I want to hear a little bit more about that because I do find it very fascinating I didn't mean to skip over that I I, I don't have that experience and I don't know that many people that have had to kind of face their like peers in that direct sort of a way I mean what exactly would you like to know about it I'm, I suppose like When you were contacted to do an interview, like, do you yeah. know like who contacted you for that and like how they they found out? Um, that is a good question. I don't know because well, my mom's my mom was like I don't know. She's like well known. She's like a very she's quite a famous dentist, a local dentist. So oh. I guess many people would know about me by her. And people like, you know, like the dentists become kind of like friends, like our photographers. They're asking, oh, mm -hmm. how is your yeah. daughter, what she's doing? And I, and I was like that, that like, you know, crazy child, I'm a single child. So always like a gypsy kind of mystery child that's traveling the world. And everyone's like very interested what's what's happening with me in that local town where people don't have much to do with their lives i suppose and people get also like i think yeah it's a small town mindset and i don't blame them for that i don't know how to change a small time uh, so, sorry small town mindset because people just so, those people feel this is this is how it should be and like you should not be nude and i'm sure there's people who think it's cool too But I also felt sorry for my mom. And I was thinking recently because our relationship, like it was always good. I love my parents, but it became much better. And I actually felt like kind of, I didn't like that, but I felt a bit disgraced with myself and bad because for the sake of my mom, when she gets asked questions, potentially like, what's your daughter doing? And like, maybe they already know, like oh, there's this interview with her. I mean, that was years ago, you know, I would say like, what do you think about it are you are you like not disgraced or something like that i was just imagining those hypothetical situations in my head yeah like, i feel so sorry for my mom you know like because wow like i i would like for her to be a little bit proud of me until today i still don't 
I think they still prefer I would be like a professor like my dad or like a dentist like my mom. Uh, but I think they they are probably a little bit proud that I can at least manage myself financially, take care of myself. But it was it was I don't really like stay in touch with friends from high school from Poland. I had one person told me like actually you know I thought that was really cool that you did that and I think other people not everyone thinks it's like totally wrong or disgraceful but I think the older like friends of my parents probably have like some thoughts about it but it's yeah. one of those topics that it just you just like you know, what's that saying you like sweep it under the carpet or something like that yeah that's really interesting so then have you had to deal with any of these people that were saying negative things about you like for example if you ever travel back to your hometown do you have to like face some of these people or are they mostly strangers to you i don't meet many people apart from my parents maybe just a few friends that I know they're cool uh, some of my friends it just it's weird like they follow me on instagram i see sometimes you know they're like viewing my story or whatnot and they never like any posts they never comment on it at all they just it, they just like kind of pretend it doesn't exist <laughs> which is really weird yeah. really weird yeah yeah I that too. yeah it's like people that i never really connected with there's this one girl she like i think she did some modeling at high school and now she's just yeah she's got a family and stuff she's a nurse i don't know exactly what's going on with her but she like yeah she watches everything and uh, i know from her ex-boyfriend that she used to be like really jealous of me and i was like what like this is so weird i don't even like remember this person so much and like my family i think my family knows oh once that was like probably five six years ago i was in was it san francisco i think somewhere in the us and i was staying with like an extended family and i i will i just started photography then too so i was like trying to put some photos on my laptop and i borrowed their laptop mm. and i said can i like just you know upload some photos so it was like my cousin's wife and her kids were there and she just kind of made that face oh just like make sure you don't put any of those photos like on the computer because the kids are here and that made me feel so bad about myself i Aww. absolutely hated it you know yeah yeah that's awkward but like, that like i would say yeah it's kind of like that kind of area of my life where yeah people pretend or like they just don't talk about it maybe because they don't know what much about it too i don't know that might be part of it i do have a lot of close friends that you know i used to live in a party house and now that i'm a full-time model like they they see my stuff on facebook and instagram and they know what i'm doing but then when we get together they don't usually ask me questions about it be maybe because it's yeah. just such a foreign world that they wouldn't know what question to yes. ask and they don't want to say the wrong thing or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is also possible for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations also on overcoming an eating disorder. I, I wanted to say that in the moment, but I w also wanted to listen to what you were saying. And I'm sure that that was really hard from what I hear about people that have struggled with that. Yes and no at the same time. It's such a like convoluted and deep topic and so many factors can contribute to this eating disorder you know so you can like probably talk about it the whole day yeah um, it, it is connected with like acceptance and some kind of balance and self-love and also i think gaining like recognition from 
the outside. There is actually yeah, that quote that it's it's not something I said, but I saw in a post of another model that I uh, really, really like. I love her work. And she said something like, to paraphrase, I wanted to be beautiful, but when I realized I am, I realized I am so much more than that. So because I was always like, you know, a bookworm. I was like an intellectual kind of child. Even the adults were saying at the family dinner table, wow, like you're so wise. I'm like, yeah, I know. And but <laughs> I never really, boys never kind of like, you know, hit me up. And I started this whole like dating relationship quite late. My first kiss was at 18. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't really get much kind of recognition and what's the word? I don't, I never felt like guys noticed me or people noticed me so much before maybe I just didn't see it I don't know but now like I get attention all the time and like I don't need it I don't want it like I actually feel I need to take some time off to be that intellectual again because I do feel a little bit like I know I'm not dumb but I feel a bit dumb because all I read these days are photographers and I haven't read a book in like five years which is like a crazy because I used to read a book a day you know back in the past wow because modeling is such an all-consuming job so, yeah yeah oh, I think that's really I amazing realize, like, I have more character because of this you know that what we talked about before and I'm much more confident so yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm beautiful attractive whatnot but like whatever like I don't care I want to do other things and yeah it's kind of like a holistic approach now that's really Does amazing that I think it's I think it's great to get to a spot where you're you're mentally like, all right, I'm really comfortable and happy and I want to challenge myself again. And I feel like that might be where you're at. Yes. Yes. It's cool. I yeah, don't know no, that's if you have time to yourself or do you, you sometimes you cannot make time for yourself because it's like what we said, either time or money. For, for me personally in my life now, I do have time to work on other things or to get into other side projects or to learn new things. But mentally, my mind is really in my family situation because my mom is yes battling cancer yes, right now. Yeah. So I'm just giving myself the space to feel my feelings because I know if I don't do that, then I'm going to regret it and like suffer as a result in the future. Mm. So... I'm kind of putting yes. some things on hold in my life and I know that I'll pick them back up later, but I do need to give myself a lot of time and space because there's a lot of pain right now. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But it's hard to do when you, when you still got to work and for modeling, you basically have to travel in order to make money. So I'm going all these places, yeah, but I'm just mentally with my mom, you know? Do you feel like you still have to be like, is it an effort to like be bubbly and like laid back at shoots when you have like a bad day? Yeah. Well, personally, whatever else. like, I, I know that you're also on like platforms too. I think that when I'm at a photo mm -hmm. shoot, if the photographer is nice, that's like a nice oasis for me. But when I'm like creating custom videos for OnlyFans, that is a drag because I'm by myself. I don't have yeah. any outside energy to influence me. And I'm like, all right, Joe Schmo wants me to make a booty video for them. So for me, I'm trying to get more photo shoots for income because it's more fueling and energetic for me. So I'm just trying to like kind yes. of 
refocus my energy into places that fuel me instead of drain me. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's tough when you have like also personal problems, whatever they might be, or bad days, and you have to make those. I mean, I don't personally yeah. do many customs, but I even interact with those people. I actually got an assistant recently the last nice. few months. I'm not, it is, I have to, she's not cheap, but at least I don't have to talk to all those people. And I can't yeah. imagine like now with my <laughs> modeling and how full on it is to also be doing that. Like, I think I would not sleep at all. <laughs> True that. Amen for assistance. Yes. Yeah. Well, Aurora, we have gone a little bit over the amount of time that I usually do the podcast for, but I wanted to ask if there's anything else that you wanted to bring up on the show before we say goodbye. No, not really. Sorry. I think we covered quite some interesting topics and I'm really glad. Yeah, we did. I'm so happy uh, that this was the show. show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me to Utah. Maybe I'll see you there in May. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, that would be rad. Yeah. Hit me up on Instagram and we'll talk about it. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome.